Hello, everyone. This is Reading with Finus. I am Finus. I'm reading Japanese myths today. The story from Japanese myths that I'm reading is a man was bewitched and had his head shaved by the foxes. Uh, yeah, follow me. Everything's just fine on uh, Instagram to see illustrations of mine. Say hi. Do whatever. Um, yeah, what I got to say today? I don't know. Feeling good like always. Happy to be alive. Feeling feeling like uh, living the the myth, which is finest. All the trials and tribulations that come with it. Oh, all the stories. I don't know. Let's start it. Let's get this started. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Always appreciative. <clears throat> that wasn't me getting the story started. That was me showing appreciation for you listening. Thank you for listening so attentively, waiting for me to start this story, which I will start now. In the village of Iowara, Awahera, in the province of Shinushu, there dwelt a family which had acquired considerable wealth in the wine trade. On some suspicious occasion, it happened that a number of guests were gathered together at their house feasting on wine and fish. And as the wine cup went around, the conversation turned upon foxes. Among the guests was a certain carpenter, Tok or Toru by name, a man about 30 years of age, of a stubborn and obstinate turn, who said, Well, sirs, you've been talking for some time of men being bewitched by foxes. Surely you you must be under their influence yourselves. To say such things, how on earth can foxes have such power over men? At any rate, men must be great fools to be so deluded. Let's have no more of this nonsense. Upon this, a man who was sitting by him answered, Tokotoru, little knows who what goes on in the world, or he would not speak so. How many myrods of men are there? Who have been bewitched by foxes. Why there have been at least 20 or 30 men. Tricked by the brutes. On the Mickey Moor alone. It's hard to disprove facts. That have happened before our eyes. You're not. You know better than a pack of born idiots. Said Totokuru. I will engage. To go out to the Mecca Moor. This very night. And prove it. There is not a fox in all Japan. That can make a fool of Totokuru. Tokotoru. Thus he spoke in his pride, but the others were all angry with him for boasting and said, If you return without anything have happened, we will pay for five measures of wine and a thousand copper cash worth of fish, and if you are bewitched, you shall do as much for us. Tokotoru took the bet and at nightfall set forth for Makamor by himself. As he neared the moor, he saw before him a small bamboo grove into which a fox ran, and it instantly occurred to him that the foxes of the moor would try to bewitch him. As he was yet looking, he suddenly saw the daughter of a headman of the village of Upper Horakan, who was married to the headman of the village of Maki. Pray, where are you going? To Master Tokotoru, 
she uh, said she, I'm going to the village hard by. Then as you will leave, uh, <clears throat> then as you will have to pass my native place, if you will allow me, I will accompany you so far. Tokotoru, though this very odd and made up his mind that it was a fox trying to make a fool of him, he accordingly determined to turn the tables on the fox and answer, it is a long time since I have had the pleasure of seeing you. And as it seems that your house is on my road, I shall be glad to escort you so far. With this, with this, he walked behind her, thinking he should certainly see the end of a fox's tail peeping out. But look as he might, there was nothing to be seen. At last, they came to the village of Upper Horican. And when they reached the cottage of the girl's father, the family all came out surprised to see her. Oh dear, oh dear, here is our daughter come. I hope there is nothing the matter. And so they went on for some time asking a string of questions. In the meanwhile, Tokotoru went around to the kitchen door at the back of the house and beckoning out the master of the house said, the girl who has come with me is not really your daughter. As I was going to the Makamore, when I arrived at the bamboo grove, a fox jumped in front of me. And when he it dashed into the grove, it immediately took the shape of your daughter and offered to accompany me to the village. So I pretended to be taken in by the brute and came with it so far. On hearing this, the master of the house put his head on one side and mused a while. Then... Calling his wife, he repeated the story to her in a whisper, but she flew into a great rage with Tokotoro and said, This is a pretty way of insulting people's daughters. The girl is our daughter, and there is no mistake about it. How dare you invent such lies? Well, said Tautokoro, you are quite right to say so, but still there is no doubt that this is a case of witchcraft. Seeing how Obstantly, he held to his opinion the old folks were sorely perplexed and said what do you what do you think of doing pray leave the matter to me i'll soon strip the false skin off and show the beast to you in its true colors do you two go into the store closet and wait there with this he went into the kitchen and seizing the girl by the back of the neck forced her down by the hearth Oh, Master Totokuru, what means this brutal violence? Mother, father, help! So the girl cried and screamed, but Totokuru only laughed and said, So you thought you to bewitch me, did you? From the moment you jumped into the wood, I was on the lookout for, the, for you to play some trick. I'll soon make you show what you really are. And as he says this, he twisted her two hands behind her back and throt upon her and throtted her but she only wept and cried oh it hurts it hurts if this is not enough to make you show your true firm form i'll roast you to death and he piled firewood to the hearth and tucking up her dress scorched her severely oh oh no oh oh this is more than i can bear and with this she expired the two old people then came running into the, the rear of the house and pushing aside Totokuru, folded their daughter in their arms and put their hands to her to her mouth to feel whether she still breathed. But life was extinct. And not 
the sign of a foxtail was to be seen about her. Then they seized Totokuru by the collar and cried, On pretense that our true daughter was a fox, you have roasted her to death. Murderer. Here you, here, wait, here, you there, bring ropes and cords and secure Toto, this Totokuru. So the servants obeyed the several, and several of them seized Totokuru and bound him to a pillar. Then the master of the house, turning to Totokuru, said, You have murdered our daughter before our very eyes. I shall report the matter to the lord of the manor, and you will, will assuredly pay for this with your head. Be prepared for the worst. And as he said this, glaring fiercely at Totokuru, they carried the corpse of their daughter into the store closet. As they were ascending to make the matter known into, in the village of Maka, and t taking other measures, who should come up but the priests of the temple called Anarakuji in the village of Ayawara, Ayawara, with an acolyte and a servant who called out in a loud voice from the front door, "Is all well with this? With the honorable master of that of this house? I have been." I have been say to say prayers today in a neighboring village, and now on my way back, I could not pass the door without a, at least incurring after your welfare. If you are at home, I would fain pay my respects to you. As he spoke, thus a loud voice, he was, he was heard from the back of the house, and the master got up and went out, and after the, the usual compliments, when meeting his it had been exchanged, I said, I ought to have the honor of inviting you to step inside this evening, but really we are all in the greatest trouble, and I must beg you to excuse my impoliteness. Indeed, pray, what may be the matter, replied the priest, and when the master of the house had told the whole story from beginning to end, he was thunderstruck and said, truly, this must be a terrible disaster to you. Then the priest looked on one side and saw Totokuru bound and exclaimed, Is not that Tokotoru I see there? Oh, you re oh, you reverence, replied Totokuru piously. It was this, that, and the other. And I took it into my head that the young lady was a fox, and so I killed her. But I pray your reverence to intercede for me and to save my life and as he spoke the tears started from his eyes to be sure said the priest you may well be while yourself however if i save your life will you con consent to become my disciple and enter the priesthood only save my life and i'll become your disciple with all my heart when the priest heard this he called out the parents and said to them it would seem that though i and but a foolish old priest, my coming here today has been unusually well-timed. I have requests to make of you. Your putting of Totokuru to death won't bring your daughter to life again. I have heard this his story, and there is certainly there was there was certainly no malice prepense on his part to kill your daughter. What he did, he did thinking to do a service to your family, and it would surely be better to hush the matter up. He wishes, moreover, to give himself over to me and to become my disciple. Sounds like a good job or something a fox would do.
I think it's a fox, but we'll see. It is as you say, replied the father and mother, speaking together. Revenge will not recall our daughter. Please dispel our grief by saving his head and making a priest of him on the spot. I'll save him at once, before your eyes, answered the priest, who immediately calls the cords which bound Tochokuru to be untied, and putting on his priest scarf, made him join his hands together in a posture of prayer. Then the reverend man stood up behind him, razor in hand, and intonating a hymn, gave two or three strokes of the razor, which he had handed, which then he then handed to his acolyte, who made a clean shave of Tokoroto's hair. When the latter had finished his absence to the priest and the ceremony was over, there was a loud burst of laughter. And at the same moment, the day broke and Totokuru found himself alone in the middle of a large moor. At first, in his surprise, he thought that it was all a dream and was much annoyed at having been tricked by the foxes. He then passed his head his hand over his head and found that he was shaved quite bald. There was nothing for it but to get up, wrap a handkerchief around his head, and go back to the place where his friends were assembled. Heyo, Tokotoru, so you've come back. Well, how about the foxes? Really, gentlemen, replied he, he, bowing, I am quite ashamed to appear before you. Then he told them the whole story. And when he finished, pulled off the handkerchief and showed his bald pat, pat, palate or patty. What a capital joke, shouted the, his listeners. And amid roars of laughter, claimed the bet of fish and wine. It was duly paid, but Totokuru never allowed his hair to grow again and renounced the world and, and became a priest under the name of Cyan. That is so funny. It's such a good story. Wow, I loved it. Foxes got to do what foxes be doing, tricking people. And when you think you got them, they'll just make you think that you murdered someone and then they'll shave your head so you can ask for forgiveness. What a cruel, funny joke that is. And then you have to pay all your friends ball-headed. And then you'd be so embarrassed that you go into priesthood because what else is there to do now that you have been disgraced and humiliated? Humiliation is a big deal. Humiliation is, uh, 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 it make people go quite far. Um, so I like that. I like that part of the story. That was fun. Uh, thank you for listening to Reading with Finest. I'll be back here tomorrow. Follow me at Everything's is Fine. I en- I enjoy your company. Thank you. Keep on keeping on. Today's the day. Ba-do-do-do-do-do. ba do 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 do